Well, we are late. We're actually running very late. Exactly. For the music news. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. We'll blame Winterbourne for being so late. 100%. It's all their fault uh, for <laughs> providing quality music and quality conversation. Uh, but we're going to jump straight into it tonight as we are definitely running out of time. Uh, we're not going to have time for the Dark Story OTs at the top of the show. Just to let everyone know now, we're just, it's all light and bright tonight. Yeah, you're going to be happy. You do. Uh, we'll bring that other one to you next week. Uh, basically, uh, you would... Actually, you wouldn't probably remember. If you are a regular listener <laughs> homebrew, you may know that last year in about September, we covered um, what was a pretty major announcement from the New South Wales government about uh, the plans to transform Sydney from a lockout law, mm. lockdown ridden city uh, into a vibrant 24 hour global city uh, with a nighttime economy that flourishes, which I mean, Cam and I both had to sit down when we heard the news because every policy yep. decision leading up to that point had uh, pushed Sydney in the opposite direction. I'm glad I bought a, pair, a spare pair of socks that day too because my <laughs> socks were completely blown off reading that the government wanted to invest in live music and the, the music economy as part of Sydney, the nighttime economy as well. And they were planning on better connectivity between the Central Coast and Sydney and parts of Western Sydney as well to connect the cities, opening up the streets for live music and market stalls and food stalls and food trucks, all just sort of turning nighttime into a big party in across the city. It wasn't just specific to the CBD. It was all across Sydney and Greater Sydney as we're a part of again, apparently. <laughs> Don't yeah, know yeah. how much longer, but we're a part of again. I how that works. Um, but yeah, and we were sort of blown away and we're like, well, this sounds promising. And it seems like the first sort of movements on that uh, is coming out with a, a bit of a proposal from the government. They're saying that red tape will be removed for live, more live music, food, etc., on the Sydney streets. So streets all across the state will be bursting with culture, flavours, music and laughter under a proposal to permanently slash red tape to allow more live music, arts venues and artisan food and drink businesses. So that This is coming from a press release from the state government. Uh, the Minister for Planning and Public Spaces, Rob Stokes, said the New South Wales government is seeking community feedback on the latest initiative to allow cultural arts and hospitality venues to flourish. So this is something you can have your say on. So listen closely. And if there are obviously parts you absolutely agree with, please let the government know. If there are parts that you think they need tweaking, let the government know. They want your feedback. And if you listen to this show often enough, you will know we need so much of what we're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We're in desperate need of this. I mean, uh, you know, contextually, we had the, the lockout laws, yep. um, which came into place in Sydney, I think, back in like 2013, although I could be completely wrong with that. Or maybe it was even sooner. Uh, but it was a long time ago. Um, they came in response to shocking random acts of violence, um, and they were never really agreed to, to be much of a solution to those problems, rather just, you know, uh, a way of closing down a lot of places and shutting a lot of people out of the city. We then had the lockdowns, which did that, you know, tenfold. Nothing could open at all. Uh, and, and in between as well, we had venues that had been there for decades being shut down because of noise complaints, because of new neighbours moving into apartments next door. So yes. we've had all this going on, which is why at the top of the music news segment, Amy and I said we were shocked to see these new plans coming through from the government. And now uh, the government have come out and they said anyone who makes a living from the hospitality, entertainment, arts or live music scene has endured the toughest period in their working lives. And we want to see these industries thrive in a post-pandemic 
New South Wales. And they said, which I quite liked, instead of finding reasons why things shouldn't happen, we're throwing out the old rule book to transform shops into art galleries or music venues and make it easier to set up a cheese and wine bar. So they've done what I like to call the apple of what they've just done when they release a new MacBook. They've gone out and said, we know how much people like to use ports in these devices. So we've added in the SD card slot, the HDMI slot, the headphone jack. When they're the ones who took away all of those things and just gave us four <laughs> USB-C ports. This is and now we should be grateful. Exactly. This is essentially what the state government have done. They took away all of these sorts of things and now they're praising themselves for bringing it back. But ultimately, it is a good thing that they are back. Yeah, it is It is a really good thing. And I mean, uh, for anyone who spent some time in Europe, you understand that the streets out there are quite, uh, not just in general, obviously in, <laughs> in certain cities and places, but they're dynamic. They yeah. can be one thing by day and a whole other thing by night. Well, you can be walking through a regular street by day, by night it's closed and all of a sudden you've got all these things set up. And it looks like that's what Sydney um, is aiming to achieve. I mean, they probably realised how much, you know, and it's unfortunate that it comes down to this, but this is probably why, uh, the mm. economic potential in a nighttime economy and thought, okay, well, we've kind of pushed it in the wrong direction here. Um, but this whole idea, I mean, when they say slashing red tape, they're effectively talking about removing the licensing requirements, the, you know, the tough orders here and there, the really rigid uh, ways in which bars can operate. You know, you have to have a certain license, a certain class of this. You have kind to of have, a disco ball. That was one of the weirdest yeah, things that they ever came out with. Yeah, the same things that led to, as you mentioned, Cam, the the places being shut down because of noise complaints. I mean, we've talked about it before. You look to Melbourne and Melbourne have uh, laws and regulations in place to effectively prevent that from ever happening at, at a tour venue ever. If you move into a place, you can't then complain about the noise if you've just moved into it. Um, and this is the kind of stuff that they're trying to rethink and reimagine in Sydney. When they announced this plan last year, um, it was released in September, um, and Michael Rodriguez is was set to begin duties as a 24-hour economy commissioner in March 2021. Um, basically, the strategy comprises of five pillars, five strategic pillars, they call them, um, each of which address a distinct opportunity in greater Sydney's 24-hour economy. Um, so the first one is to provide more integrated planning and placemaking, which will see increased state and local government industry collaboration, um, which to, to build an environment uh, for a 24-hour economy. Um, diversification of nighttime activities uh, uh, to be encouraged by supporting a wider variety of businesses at night. So this is the one they're hitting with this. But they also want to support industry and cultural development to help businesses and cultural entrepreneurs access and thrive in the 24-hour economy, explore ways to enhance mobility and improve the connectivity between our hubs. That's what you're talking about, Cam, with Western Sydney, Blue Mountain, the Central Coast, mm. Sydney. They had the buzzword neon grids yep. at the time, um, which was you know effectively trying to find ways via public transport and other ways to actually really link these places so you can move between them actively so there's a relevance in one place and another at the same time um and to change the fifth is to change the narrative for sydney to bring locals and outside visitors into sydney at night um which as we know hasn't been happening for <laughs> a long long time so this looks like even though you know we're almost well we're past a year since the initial announcement of the plan this is what looks to be the first concrete legislated or looking to legislate moves from the government to actually get this ball rolling. Mm. And we hadn't seen much. So like we had been kind of wondering whatever happened with that. And obviously there's been distractions, but it's really nice to see what's going on now. 
Yeah, and you sort of mentioned the red tape and what they meant by that red tape, and it was all licensing and rules and regulations and all that sort of thing. So they said, uh, we're making sure the rules around temporary events are easy to understand and allow councils to hold fates, markets, music and sporting events on council-owned lands without planning approvals, which is pretty massive considering the approval that they'd need for these sorts of events prior to these new proposed changes. They also said they're proposing to remove the 30-day cap on filming on private property without a DA, making it easier than ever for TV or films to shoot in New South Wales. So that one, obviously not specific to music, but just the whole arts sector in general, looks like the government are starting to be a bit more appreciative of, and they're starting to... As they mentioned earlier on, uh, try not to limit and they're sort of stripping out the rule book and instead of finding reasons why things shouldn't happen, we're going to make it easier for shops and galleries to transform into music venues and art galleries and cheese and wine bars and all these (laughs) sorts of things by, by night. Huzzah. It's, (laughs) It's really good to see. It is really cool to see. I mean, if you can imagine like when you go to a Central Coast Mariners game, a very small scale example is like yeah. a block off the road. They have some trucks set up, some local radio stations, whatever, doing their thing. People are crossing about. And you then begin to imagine and understand the place completely differently. It has a new meaning to you where it was previously a road. Yeah. This is what they're looking to do across Sydney, across the state. Um, and I do think it has a really good amount of potential. I mean, even like you mentioned, smaller scale and it's a more festive reason, but the, the food markets that we'll see Gosford by the waterfront every now and then, or even the carnival to a lesser extent as well. That's another example of a space being used for one person purpose that so they're being transformed into another. But this looks like it's planning to happen every day. By day, it's a street with parking and businesses, and by night, all these food trucks and you know live music events are starting to happen around these places and these streets. So, I'm really excited by the thought of this happening. Obviously, like I mentioned at the top, this is a proposal. This isn't legislative. It hasn't been passed yet. They want your feedback. So go onto the government website and provide your feedback on this. I'm, I, for one, am excited. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So yeah, play your part in democracy. Have a say in this. <laughs> it's but, yeah, democracy manifest. It is democracy manifest. <laughs> a lot to look forward to. But 